This is Design Safe Radio, where natural hazards researchers strive to make our society more resilient to everything nature throws at us. Okay, welcome to Design Safe Radio. If you've been watching for a while, you're used to seeing me on Zoom with weird, wacky backgrounds, but this is real for once. So I'm super excited to be at the Oregon State University Kinsdale Wave Research Lab in beautiful Corvallis, Oregon, with my good friend Barbara Simpson. Wonderful to see you again. Yes. So really, really glad to um, be able to talk with Barb today. We've been colleagues for, what, five years now or something, I think, since we met, that, met at that first so. summer institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was still a student back then. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So going to get into all of your background, but you're a structural engineer doing amazing things. Your test is in the wave lab back there in the wave basin, yes. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about all the goodness that you do. Um, but you're a professor at Stanford now. So congratulations. Thank uh, you. The great Thank shift in, in career there. But, um, so welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Happy to be here. Um, so you've got a new award, a career award. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is for folks who aren't familiar with that program? And then what does that mean? So you've got a new appointment, your assistant professor at Stanford. Can you give us a little background of kind of how you got here as a hazard engineer and what does that career award mean for you? Yeah, so the career award is actually a little bit of a different NSF grant because it's associated with both research and education. Um, and so I pitched a research idea that I became really passionate about when I arrived at Oregon State back, back in 2018. And actually, it wasn't really in in my my field, and it was kind of one of those risky bets. I, I became really interested in in accelerating our our structural simulations using graphics processors. And I knew absolutely nothing about graphics processors <laughs> at the time or parallel processing. And so I ended up actually taking quite a few courses just to sort of learn myself about parallel processing. And then that evolved into eventually what became my career proposal, which was then supplemented by an educational component that was really focusing on how to involve um, computation and really programming in the structural engineering discipline at the, the in the classroom. Um, and so a lot of our students, particularly those from underrepresented groups, they, they come into these, these analysis courses um, that that have to rely on on programming um, because they just can't be done by hand or if they were to be done by hand that would be extremely inefficient um, so that say so they come into these classes and they they you know they, they say oh I'm but I'm not a computer scientist um, or the you know or I can't do programming and there's this this total um, uh, there, there's this fear surrounding programming and it becomes like instead of a, a logic game or a skill, it becomes something unconquerable. Um, and so a, a good portion of my career award was focused on that, how to address lack of confidence when it comes to programming and computation, specifically when it comes to structural engineering. Wow. Okay. So you've got this awesome career award that's helping, you know, hazard engineers that are getting into the field grapple the beast of Python and SQL and all the other things that make me have headaches because I'm very much there with your, your students of like, this is why I only have a bachelor's degree. I'm like, I am not a computer scientist, not a programmer. I know enough to be conversationally dangerous, but enough to get me into yeah, big trouble. Yeah. So, um, but your, your research focuses more, uh, 
on more than just that programming piece. It's like, okay, what do we use that tool, that yes. skill set for? Yes. And a lot of it has been on this really cool area of soil and structure and how those react to each other. And as we're finding out back here, fluid and structure interaction. So can you talk about how that relates and what that means and how that relates to your, your current research focus? Well, so, so like many structural engineers, my background is in earthquake engineering, and that's where I conducted all of my PhD research. Um, but then when I arrived at Oregon State, and you know, luckily we have these facilities in our background, I, I started thinking more about fluid structure interaction. Um, and then that led me to sort of think about interaction problems in general, which are extremely interesting because they're sort of on that line between disciplines. And so rather than it just being a, a structural analysis problem or even a, a, a mechanics type problem, suddenly you're saying, well, what happens when we have a structure interacting with, say, a fluid where maybe the governing equations are a little bit different? Um, and so for me, I was always interested in multidisciplinary research and, and how do you sort of broaden the applications that that structural engineering can can be applied to. And so when I started looking at fluid structure interaction, it became more of a question of, well, let's let's start out with with bridges and tsunami loading, which is, you know, still kind of in the realm of natural hazards engineering and research, which is where I got my de my degree in. But then let's start looking at just more uh, like for example, floating bodies in general. And so then I, I was lucky enough to be part of a Department of Energy um, grant where we started looking at floating offshore wind turbines. And so then... Which, now we can turn the camera around <laughs> and show you. Like, so this gantry here is part of your, your test rig. Not that gantry, there we go, that, that one. one. <laughs> this one's something else. That one's something else. <laughs> that one's something else. That, that's, that's actually a different department of that, energy. That, that's for, <laughs> yeah, that's for a wave energy converter, not my project. Different so. one. <laughs> this one over here, so the triangular thing I'm pointing at there yes. is part of your test. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the rest of it out there. <laughs> yeah, the, the setup. And so, like, I, I mean, for those in the audience who are structural engineers, um, this is basically a, a forced oscillation test. Um, so there's going to be an actuator set up on that frame, reacting with you know our, our specimen, and then we'll be able to look at more of the the hydrodynamic coefficients um, in a sort of forced oscillation test. So very Chopra 101 for those in the structural engineering community. And for those of us who barely remember fluid mechanics, <laughs> let's see if I can translate. So it's. Yeah, please translate for me because I don't even know fluid. Things in water moving back and forth and yes. how do they interact with each other and with the water and how do you characterize that in math? <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> that was really good. I would say that's that's 99%. Yes. See, I can be conversationally dangerous about these things. But yeah, stick me yeah. actually with the, those Python <laughs> equations and I'm dead in the water. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah. Cool. So, so you're working on the fundamental research itself, and then using this into your work with students of like, hey, this is why you want to do this. You get to go do cool stuff for the rest of your career. Yeah. This is why you want to spend tens of hours figuring out how to do Jupyter Notebooks and Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's extremely important because I feel like we all get kind of lost in the methods and the analysis. And then really what we care about is how can we use it to better understand, you know, in this case, floating offshore wind turbines, but it could be the built environment, it could be natural hazards. Like at the end of the day, we're applying it to something that's very useful and is gonna ultimately um, push us along in society. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Design Safe Radio. 
This show is sponsored by the National Science Foundation. Grant number 2129782. You can subscribe to Design Safe Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please leave us a review so that we can improve the show and also help others find our episodes in iTunes. Thanks for your feedback and support. We really appreciate it. You can find out more about NARI at designsafe-ci.org, on Facebook at DesignSafe Radio, or on Twitter at NARI DesignSafe. 